Right now, the U.S. Congress is in a standoff about whether to increase the federal debt ceiling for the 90th time since 1959. Officials estimate that unless Republicans and Democrats strike an agreement, the country could run out of money and skip paying bills as soon as June 5th. While I'm optimistic that the government will raise the debt ceiling at the last minute for the 90th time, there's been a lot of talk about who could get stiffed if it doesn't happen. For instance, would it be the military's paychecks or retirees' Social Security benefits that get held back? It got me thinking about how much this country relies on Social Security. So this show will review how the retirement benefit works, which is the largest part of the Social Security system. We'll cover how you qualify for retirement benefits, how much you receive, and common myths about the program. And even if you are nowhere near retirement age right now, stay with me. Getting familiar with the program is critical for your financial planning. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Money Girl. I'm so glad you're spending some time with me today. If you're a new listener, my name is Laura Adams. I'm an award-winning author and finance expert who's been bringing money tips and advice weekly on this podcast since 2008 with over 40 million downloads. When I'm not podcasting, I work with select brands doing on-camera and writing work as a spokesperson, consumer advocate, and PR consultant. If your company is interested in collaborating for a campaign or ongoing marketing, reach out. I'd love to learn more about you. Here on the show, you'll hear me talk about a wide range of topics like building credit, managing debt, retirement, investing, real estate, taxes, insurance, money management strategies, entrepreneurship, and lots more. And occasionally, you'll hear my interviews with money experts. If you're getting value from the show, please take a moment to subscribe. Also, I'd love for you to submit a five-star rating or review. And I'll take a moment to share a recent review that came from someone called Really Enjoy. Good information broken down into bite-sized pieces, helpful and easy to implement. Really Enjoy, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to do that. It really means a lot to me and everyone at the Quick and Dirty Tips Network. And before we get started, if you have a money question or a topic you'd like me to address on the show, you can record a message by calling 302-364-0308 or emailing me using my contact page at lauradadams.com. That's also where you can learn more about my work, award-winning personal finance books, and money courses. All right, let's get into exactly what is Social Security. Well, it's a mandatory U.S. federal program that provides financial assistance to qualifying citizens. So it's kind of a group of benefits for those who are retired, disabled, or survive a relative who received benefits. The program was conceived by President Roosevelt, who believed the country needed social insurance to provide economic security to older people, and it was established as part of the New Deal legislation in 1935 during the Great Depression. Since then, Social Security has had many changes and amendments, like adding disability insurance, supplemental income, and Medicare. But for this show, we're just going to focus on the retirement benefit, just that retirement portion of these package of benefits. So let's talk about 
Who's eligible for Social Security retirement benefits? You may be surprised to know that you're not automatically eligible for them. You must work and pay into the system for at least 40 quarters or 10 years. And that's because the program gets funded from payroll and self-employment taxes. Now, if you're an employee, you've probably seen the deduction listed on your pay stub. It's typically called OASDI. That stands for Old Age, Survivors, and Disability Insurance. And if you work for yourself, you must pay self-employment taxes, which are similar to the Social Security and Medicare taxes that get withheld from most workers' earnings. But be aware that there are millions of state and local government workers like teachers, police officers, and firefighters who do not pay into Social Security. Workers who are not covered by the program usually get a pension plan from their government employer instead of receiving Social Security. However, if you've got, you know, multiple jobs throughout your career, maybe some that are covered by Social Security and some that are not, you could qualify for both retirement benefits as long as you paid in for at least 10 years and a employer pension. So what exactly is the tax that we all pay for Social Security? Social Security taxes apply up to an annual income limit known as a wage base. And this wage base has gradually increased over time. For 2023, the tax for employees is 6.2% of earnings on up to $160,200. Plus, your employer pays an additional 6.2% on your behalf for a total tax of 12.4%. And if you're self-employed, you pay both the employer and the employee tax, or 12.4%, on earnings up to that same amount, $160,200. Therefore, the maximum Social Security tax you could pay for business income in 2023 is just over $19,864. So that's 12.4% of $160,200. However, as the Social Security Reserve Fund draws down, it's likely that the wage base, the payroll tax rate, and the self-employment tax rate will need to be raised to give the federal government enough revenue to keep the program healthy. You know, we've heard a lot in the news lately about projected dates when the Social Security system will, you know, run dry. So, you know, it's likely that there will need to be some changes to keep the program going. And I'll also mention that you pay a separate Medicare tax of 1.45% for employees and employers. However, there is no wage base for Medicare, so the tax applies to all your earnings. And the self-employed also pay both sides of the Medicare tax for a total of 2.9%. Remember that any earnings that don't have Social Security and Medicare taxes withheld or business income that you don't pay self-employment taxes on will not appear on your statement or get factored into your future benefits. So let's talk about what those future retirement benefits could be. Since how much you'll receive in Social Security benefits should play a significant role in your retirement planning, 
it's essential to track them, to know what your estimated retirement benefit will be and even verify it. The program was intended to be a safety net or a supplement to other retirement income, not the sole source. So you want to factor it into how much you need to save on your own. And you can visit ssa.gov, that's the Social Security Administration website, to sign up for an online account, check your earnings history, and see your estimated future retirement income and other benefits. It's a really good idea to regularly review your reported earnings. You want to check for any errors, since mistakes could keep you from getting all the benefits you're entitled to. Your estimated retirement benefit is based on the average of your highest 35 years of earnings. Now, if you end up working fewer than 35 years, that's fine. The missing years get counted as zero income, which does bring down your average. And if you work over 35 years, only your highest earning years get included in the benefit calculation. So how long you work And how much you earn throughout your career plays a huge role in your retirement benefit. Plus, you can choose when to begin taking benefits, with 62 being the youngest age and 70 being the oldest. Everyone has a full retirement age, or FRA, when you can first claim full or unreduced benefits. Now, if you were born between 1937 and 1959, your FRA is 66. But if you were born in 1960 or later, your FRA is 67. But no matter your birthday, the longer you wait to receive retirement benefits, the higher your monthly payments will be. If you retire before your full retirement age, your benefits get permanently reduced. And when you delay benefits past your full retirement age, or FRA, they increase 8% per year up to age 70. So if you're in good health and you can continue working, or maybe you have other sources of income, waiting to claim retirement benefits is an easy way to boost your lifetime income. For instance, the average monthly payment for someone at their full retirement age in 2023 is just over $1,800. But if you're 62 this year and you want to start early retirement, the average payment would be $1,500. And if you waited to start receiving benefits until turning 70 this year, the average payment is over $2,200. Now, according to the Social Security Administration, if you turn 62 in 2023 and you begin early retirement, your benefit would be about 30% lower than if you started at your full retirement age of 67. And if you're wondering what the maximum retirement benefit could be, it was about $4,500 a month last year. There are many factors to consider when deciding when to start retirement benefits, like your income sources, life expectancy, and any spouse's situation. So always get personalized advice from a financial advisor for help making the best decision on when to start claiming retirement benefits. Many people are surprised to know that your spouse is also entitled to your retirement benefits or a portion of them. So in addition to the retirement benefits you get, your spouse and any ex-spouses that you were married to for at least 10 years are entitled to 50% of your retirement benefit, even if they never worked. 
You have to be at least 62 and already receiving benefits or be deceased for a spouse or an ex-spouse to be eligible for benefits based on your work history. For example, if you receive $1,000 monthly, each current and previous spouse that qualifies would receive $500 unless they're eligible for their own higher retirement benefit. In that case, the Social Security Administration would automatically pay them the higher amount. Another great reason to delay taking retirement benefits, if possible, especially if you're still working, is that depending on your combined income, which is known as provisional income, you may have to pay taxes on them. Your provisional income gets calculated by adding your gross income, your tax-free interest, and 50% of your Social Security benefits. So if you're single with income over $25,000 or you're married and you file a joint tax return with income above $32,000, some of your retirement benefits get taxed. For singles, up to 50% of your benefit is subject to tax if you earn up to $34,000. And if you earn over that, 85% of your retirement benefit gets taxed. Again, that's as a single. For joint filers, up to 50% of your benefit is subject to tax when you have income up to $44,000. And if you earn above that, 85% of your retirement benefit gets taxed. So there's always 15% of the benefit that is never taxed, but as much as 85% of your retirement could be taxed. So it's really something to consider, you know, when you want to start taking that benefit. Okay, that's a pretty good overview of the retirement system. I want to review some key points and clarify six common retirement myths. So myth number one is you must claim your retirement benefit at age 62. Well, you can claim retirement benefits as early as 62, but as I mentioned, if you do that, it gets permanently reduced. You can also claim as late as 70 for the highest possible monthly payment. But the best time to start retirement benefits for you is going to depend on many factors and, as I mentioned, should be carefully considered with guidance from a professional. Myth number two, Social Security can fully fund my retirement. Well, Social Security was never designed to be your sole retirement income. For a comfortable retirement, you likely need several other sources of income, like savings, investments, perhaps annuities, or even a workplace pension if you're so lucky. Myth number three, taking early retirement is always best. Well, taking early benefits may not be wise because your monthly payment gets reduced for life. You may be better off waiting until you reach your full retirement age. Again, you always want to get guidance here when making that decision. Myth number four, divorcees cannot receive spousal benefits. Well, as I mentioned earlier, divorcees may be eligible for Social Security benefits based on their ex-spouse's work record if the marriage lasted at least 10 years. Myth number five, you can't work and receive retirement benefits. Well, you can work and receive retirement benefits. However, if you're younger than your full retirement age, your benefits do get reduced by $1 for every $2 you earn 
above $21,240 in 2023. Now, you don't lose the money because it eventually gets added to your monthly payment once you reach your full retirement age. And after your FRA, your retirement benefits are never reduced, no matter how much you make. And myth number six, retirement benefits don't get taxed. Well, they definitely can be taxed. As I mentioned, your benefits may get taxed if your combined income exceeds certain thresholds, regardless of your age. Well, I hope this show has made you a little more familiar with the Social Security retirement benefit. Let's hope the nation's debt ceiling gets lifted soon and there's no chance retirement benefits could get disrupted for over 66 million retirees in the program. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg with editing by Adam Cecil. Our podcast and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchins. Our marketing and publicity associate is Davina Tomlin. Mm-hmm.